0: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets and threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, uh, I attended the annual screening of JAWS, on the big screen at the Ambler Theater. Uh, Jaws came out in 1978, 45 years ago, uh, and so I had seen it plenty of times when it would pop up on TV in bits and dribs and drabs, but I'd never seen it on the full silver screen. And so it was really cool to see it as it had been intended, and it holds up incredibly well. When you think about Jaws, uh, you tend to think about, as I did, The second half of the movie with the giant shark, the hunt for the shark at sea, all the memorable quotes, and the moments that make you jump in your seat, even when you know it's coming. But another moment early in the film stood out to me this time around. Um, And the uh, main character, Chief Brody, played by Roy Scheider, has had a terrible day. A great white shark is terrorizing his small island town, already claiming two victims— a young woman and a young boy. And the boy's mother confronts the chief in front of a swath of people at the town pier, and she slaps him, and she tells him that she holds him responsible for what has happened. And then in the next scene, we see uh, that Tad's going to run for us, um, this next scene with the chief later that night, with Chief Brody and his son. bring down the lights. Give us a kiss. Why? Because I need it. (laughs) That whole scene is only 90 seconds in the midst of a two-hour film, but I think it's my new favorite part of the movie. It's such a good example of how these small moments make such a difference how small gestures and moments of empathy and humanity can bring us back when it feels like our world is unraveling, whether it's a hug or kiss from your kid or grandkid, the unconditional love of a pet that loves you no matter what, a word at just the right moment, or a phrase or a Bible verse that comes to mind, an act of kindness. These moments mean so much. Sometimes those moments are all you have to hang on to in a moment. And you have to trust that it will be enough and hope that it will become something more. The scene in Jaws resonates with me, I think, because it brought back to me when I was a younger pastor at my first church, and I was going through one of my first really hard and heartbreaking moments in my ministry. And I just remember sitting on the kitchen floor with my arms draped over my knees, my head down. When my daughter Ellie, who must have been maybe five or six years old at the time, all dressed and ready for school, came over and gave me a hug. Somehow she knew that I needed it, and I just started sobbing in her arms. I really needed it, and I'll never forget it. As one commentator on this passage says, Today's parables reassure us that no matter how small the beginning or how threatened the middle The end is never in doubt. That's what these moments have the power to remind us of, that we are loved, that we are not alone, that nothing, as it says in Romans, neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation can separate us from the love of God. And that in the end, one way or another, as St. Julian of Norwich said, all shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. These moments have the power to remind us of this essential truth, and yet we can so easily miss them, forget them, or forgo them because they seem so small. Like this little scene in Jaws. I mean, I did the math, it's just 1% of the movie. And yet, in some ways, it is what the whole movie is about, about love and persistence in the face of failure, empathy for others, and the courage to help your neighbor, even when you have to risk something to do it. It's all there in just that moment. Small things really mattered to Jesus. When you think about it, most of his interactions with people were very brief. He never stayed anywhere very long on his journey from Galilee to Jerusalem, and yet these moments were life-changing for people in every way. A healing moment, a conversation, a meal, a short teaching like a parable transformed the lives of the people he met, their families and their communities. And we still feel those ripple effects today. These five parables we have from Matthew speak to the power of small things. Jesus used parables to describe the thing he talked about the most in his teaching, which was the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God or the reign of God. Altogether, there are 50 sayings in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke all about the reign of God, including something we say and pray all the time in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God describes a reality that is now and not yet. It is here, but not fully realized. It is near to us. It breaks into our lives. It is around us and in us, And while we wait for the reign of God to be fully realized, for Jesus' vision to be realized, we get glimpses of this reality now, often in the kind of moments that we're talking about. In our parables, we hear how the mustard seed and yeast or leaven are both tiny things that grow into something unexpectedly abundant. The tiny mustard seed grows into a huge bush that gives shelter to the birds. A tiny leaven can feed many. Those three measures of flour in our reading calculate to about 50 pounds, 100 loaves of bread. I know basically next to nothing about chemistry and cooking, but I see this when we visited local restaurants in Ambler. When we had coffee and conversation at Alice Bakery, we were there when they were making the baguettes for the day, loads and loads of baguettes. And that whole process was fueled by just a little bit of yeast. And when we've gathered at God on Tap at Forest and Main Brewery, one of the ingredients they used in some of their beers is Ambler yeast, which is the yeast that is foraged from the town. And that little bit of yeast helps brew vats of beer. A little bit of yeast not only makes the bread and the beer, but it nourishes people, it employs people, it offers community as people gather to enjoy it and even helps us to find the kingdom of God right in our neighborhood. Jesus says this is what the reign of God looks like, something small that grows and expands and spreads and nourishes and gathers and shelters. And all the small things that we say or do help to bring in the kingdom of God. They're so small that we often don't take note of it, but they have a huge effect on others and the world. Life is so often about the accumulation of small moments that quietly grow into something big. Every big thing is the result of countless little things, seeds and those bits of leaven that have taken root and grown and spread beyond what we could have hoped for or imagined. And when we take the time to reflect back on our lives at how this has happened already, it enables us to look for those seeds of God's reign here and now in the present and into the future. Jesus goes on to say that this reign of God is also of surpassing value, like a treasure in the field where the plow person finds it and sells everything he has to purchase the land where it lays, and again like a merchant who, in search of a great pearl and when he finds it sells everything to purchase it. It is something so valuable that they let everything else go to obtain it. They invest and give themselves over to it completely, but the kingdom of God is like that. Once you have a taste of it, a feel for it, once you discover it, you don't want to let it go. Just a single small God moment can completely reorient our lives toward the God that loves us so deeply to send Jesus to reveal to us the kingdom of God and invite us to join in, to take shelter in the sprawling mustard seed tree of God's love, to discover the joy of finding treasures hidden in plain sight, and to live our lives for others. Our readings for today call us to remember, to embrace, and to not neglect those small moments in life, because they are only small in terms of time, but they are deep and wide and abundant with the love of God, filled with amazing grace. We trust that these small things we experience now, in fact, are the seeds that will take root in us and sprout and grow and flourish and lead us to new life in the future, And the more that we give ourselves over to it, the more we live into it, the more alive we become. So let us pay attention this week to the small moments. Let us create these moments, because it is there where we encounter the kingdom of God. Amen.